0: Yeah,
1: right? <laughs> oh, man. I I
0: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Know the Scene, this week's Know the Scene. Justin Dion, your host here with Know the Scene. A little bit different kick in today, Bill. A little bit different kick in. We're setting the mood for what we're going to be talking about some today. Here, are going to be talking with a great, great gentleman in the area, Eric Borff, here. Um, and he will be speaking with us in just a moment. Um, but before we get started, hope everyone's having a great day. Hope everyone's having a great day. Had a great start to your week. Pretty, pretty week. Getting kicked off. It's been nice. Sun's been out. That's been nice. A little chilly, but not too bad. Uh, you know, it is still February, uh, so it should still be a little chilly. Uh, so, so, so yes, uh, we're having a great uh, having a great week so far over at Kane Center for the Arts. We had a wonderful weekend last weekend with. Chi-town Transit Authority who had a full house there full house was rocking and rolling they were fantastic people really enjoyed them Uh, if you came to that thanks Uh, if you didn't sorry we missed you but maybe come next time to the next thing Uh, this weekend you can come if you're a bluegrass fan uh, bluegrass or traditional kind of music fan like that you can come see Darren and Brooke Aldridge uh, really great couple, but they're going to have a band with them as well. They're just, I mean, just really great traditional bluegrass uh, folk kind of uh, country, you know, in that way. Uh, some picking, some grinning, uh, great harmonies. Uh, Darren was on the show with us a couple weeks ago. Uh, you can go back and listen to that show. By the way, if you didn't get to listen to it and you want to learn more about Darren and Brooke, uh, go and pull up Know the Scene on your podcast app. Whatever it is you listen to, podcasts on, look up WSIC Know the Scene, and you can scroll back and listen to past episodes. You can listen to the episode with Darren and learn all about them and their history. Over fifty times they've performed at the Grand Ole Opry, over fifty times. Yeah, so there's a great resume there, and uh, and they've got a great great crowd coming to see them this weekend. We hope you'll join. You'll join us there. Then uh, next week on Thursday, a little Thursday night action. We've got some blues, nice. like some like hardcore like shredding like kind of melt your face off blues wow yes so eric gales is coming and uh, you may not know that name i will be totally honest with you i did not know his name either when his agent reached out to me but then i looked him up and man if you're a fan of like blues guitar and just like shredding you've got to come see this guy i mean i mean jimmy hendrix level like, no kidding. Insane. No kidding. And he's and he's sold a lot of tickets. He's got a great, like, kind of underground following. Like cause, I mean, I hadn't heard of him, but I was like, yeah, let's, you know, we haven't done blues yet. Let's try it. He's super talented. Man, and, like, people are excited about him. So I really, really, you all come check out Eric Gale's next Thursday night for just some really guitar, sh- like, real guitar shredding. It's going to be great. It's going to be a true left-handed guitar player. No way. Yes, a true left-handed guitar player, like, shredding it. Wow! Yes, yes. Come check him out. And then next weekend, coming back to Kane Center after a sold out run last year, they had two sold out shows last year. Forever Young is coming back next weekend for three performances, and the Friday night performance is like very close to sold out already. So there's a Friday night performance uh, on the 16th, a Friday, a Saturday afternoon performance at 2 p.m. on the 17th, and a Saturday evening performance, and uh, and it's popular again this year. It's like I said, Friday nights almost sold out. That's a great show. Like, if kind of like it's it's like a musical review show. Um, these guys they actually uh, worked on a cruise ship together and like developed this show together. Wow! And now they tour it around. It's great. It, it sings a lot of your kind of favorite songs, songs from the you know '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s. And there's dancing, and it, it's a kind of a cool story about how they met each other as friends and developed this show. It, so it's it's a fun time, great to go to and enjoy for a nice night out and a date night. Um, after getting your face melted off by Eric Gales. Um, so, lots of great stuff coming up the Kane Center. Um, great new exhibit that's open opened up uh, last weekend. Two exhibits again running right now. Down the hill we have Homegrown Juniors, so wonderful local uh, youth artists and adult artists uh, there up the hill in the Kane Center itself. We have Director's Choice. We talked with Simone Bay about that last week, uh, where again, half of all the art purchases from those pieces go to fund our community impact programs. Uh, and, uh, and so, so yeah, lots going on at Kane Center. Uh, we're really excited today, though, to have a friend of ours, speaking of community impact, uh, a friend of ours that we do some community impact programs with, and we're working on more with, we, we could talk about later in the show. But we have Mr. Eric Boref here today. Eric, welcome to the show. Hello, hello, it's good to see you, Justin. And you, this is your first time on Know The Scene. Yes, it is. Though not your first time on WSIC,
1: it is. This is my second time on WSIC. Second time.
0: All and right. Well, you're happy to up be here. You're warmed up. We're happy to have you today. Eric's gonna. We're gonna. Eric's gonna chat with us all day today. We're gonna talk with Eric about. Uh, you know, I'm gonna ask about the usual guys. We're gonna. We want to hear a story. Want to hear about what who he is and what he does. Eric is the executive director of the Cornelius Youth
1: Orchestra. Yes, I am. How long have you been in that role? I began that position in January of twenty nineteen. So four nice. years.
0: Yeah, there you go. Four years. Come some quick
1: math there. Yes. <laughs> four years.
0: Four years, although it feels like longer with like the COVID gap, right? Absolutely. Um, at times. Um, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, well, awesome. So Eric, uh, we're, I know we've got a little bit of time that we can still chat before uh, before our break here. What um I guess, you know, start us off. Why don't you start off by just telling us um uh,
1: about Cornelius Youth Orchestra? Sure thing, um, the Cornelius Youth Orchestras has been around in the Lake Norman area since 2006. First operating year was 2007. And our goal is to provide uh, local youth with performing ensemble opportunities. And that primarily has been through our orchestra. And in the last several years, uh, post COVID, we've grown that vision and expanded that into a variety of ensembles.
0: All right, so, so all right, and a full orchestra, how many pieces? Right now,
1: right now we have about fifty-five in our full wow. orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yes, and then we actually have two full orchestras. So we have our um, upper orchestra, and that has the fifty-five pieces or so, and then um, our philharmonic, which we just started this year, which has about thirty pieces. Wow. So what? So tell me the difference between you know, the orchestra and then the philharmonic skill level.
0: Okay. It's a, okay. It's just.
1: It's both full orchestras, but we're just making a distinction based on experience. And uh, so Philharmonic is the more. More higher, beginner. higher. Oh, the more beginner. That's okay. correct. That's beginner. Yeah, absolutely. So we started that this past year to give kids an opportunity that wasn't such a, um, shock coming into the full sure, orchestra sure. experience at being at a very a more high level. So we wanted something to be a little bit more of a welcoming environment yeah. for kids to experience all those different sounds happening simultaneously. It can be a little bit, um, of a shock whenever you've been practicing your, you know, trumpet by yourself in your room or in a, a one-on-one lesson with an instructor and yeah. then all of a sudden you're in an orchestra and you hear the violins and the flutes and the cellos yeah. and it's like what's happening this is too much going on and so for younger kids it's just a little bit of a better entry to the um, ensemble environment and so in that room um, jen bassett is our director of that ensemble and she is just absolutely fantastic with those kids and um They have uh, come so far just this year um, under her direction. And so what they really work on in that environment is introducing the idea of you have to listen to those around you, the Mm -hmm. social element Mm -hmm. and the ensemble element of playing. And so it's been a really awesome experience to add that to the portfolio of how we serve our community. And uh, we're excited to continuing moving forward with that um, in the coming year as we uh, increase our enrollment and have more engagement with our community youth. That's awesome. All right, well, way to kick us off. Eric, don't worry, guys. We have lots more with Eric coming back after
0: the break. Have a relaxing break as you play out on this week's Know the Scene.
2: moments away from more Know the Scene with your host, Kane Center for the Arts Executive Director Justin Dion on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Call now to speak with Justin Dion at 844 Studio 4. It's Know the Scene on 105.9 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here.
0: Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to this week's Know the Scene. Weston Dion here with you. We're enjoying a nice little cut from Tchaikovsky's Juan Lake. Hope everyone's enjoying this wonderful, wonderful piece here. If you notice the
1: decrescendo here. It's impressive. Man, it's the timing out. you guys have at the studio is fade out. Amazing. <laughs> I had to do it. I was I
0: told Bill to break. I was like, I was like, I want to do the Already the classical radio announcer thing, <laughs> you nailed it. Nice calm voice there. Ten stars. Yes, thank you. Ten stars from, from Tchaikovsky. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, welcome back. Let's get rid of that. Shake it out. Um, welcome back, everyone, to this week's uh, know the scene. Here, nice chat we're having with local. I got to tell you, I love when we get to have, and it's important that we do have just great folks like yourself, Eric, who are, you know, who are professionals making a difference in the local arts. And community scene, right? Uh, I think that's really important, like what folks like you do, you know. And I've had, you know, Adam on with Learn Music and, you know, Case, and, you know, we'll have Simone on to talk about what she does with visual arts. And we've had folks from, um, God, the Community Theater in Statesville, and I'll have, you know, Davis Community Players. So it's always great to get to have you guys on
1: so you can, so well, people can hopefully hear. Like all the great work that you guys are doing. Well, I appreciate it, and you know, one of the things that you mentioned, I just was came to mind as you're going through all those names. We are so fortunate in the Lake Norman area yeah. to have so many power players of people that are yeah. just serving the community in mind-blowing ways. Yes, uh, it's 100%. just amazing. The names that you're you're listing off, I've met several of them, and I have the privilege of calling a few of them friends. And it's um, it's amazing just to be able to partner with those people as we yeah. serve our community in a variety of ways. Um, Lake Norman is so fortunate in that regard. I just feel like there's there's amazing superstars everywhere you look. And I, I will say, you're very kind, and I appreciate um, all the kind words. But yes, it's been it's been a privilege and a uh, pleasure to be in the Lake Norman community for the last several years. I'm a transplant from the San Francisco Bay there area.
0: There you go. You you, you let me right into it. I was about to say, tell us, <laughs> tell us, tell us now. Where? Are you, tell us the story. How did? How did we get you?
1: Yeah, well, you know, you're stuck with me. That's um, right. That's, that's what it is. Um, but no, I moved here from the San Francisco Bay Area. I am uh, I am a native of the Tar Heel State, though. Oh, I, I was that. Yeah, I was born in Durham. Okay. Born in oh, Durham. Right. Bull City. Yeah, yeah. So not necessarily from Charlotte. That's but, okay. But, you know, I'll, I was here for six months and then, you know, California bound. But I'll claim it. I'll claim it. Got it. So, got it. That's, that's, that, matters. that matters. That's so right. Born in Durham, but then moved... <laughs> Quickly to California. That's correct. And that's why why I was raised. And um, anyway, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area and... In many ways, that was a very fortunate um, uh, time uh, and experience to have that region. There's so many resources there, especially in the arts, Sure, um, to be able to have some of those opportunities um, just right there in that massive metropolitan area um, was really awesome. But um, I grew up in a musical family, and uh, so my my mom is a pianist, and so we all started piano lessons. whether we wanted to or not. How uh, old were you when you started? We all started about four or five, wow. uh, about, that, about that
0: range. Do you and, still uh, play now? I play a little bit, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure with like what you do, like, but do you like... I mean, are you like playing playing now or do you just play enough to be able to like, you know, help teach your students what you need to
1: do? I mean, a little bit yes, of both. I, I, I am not a professional pianist by any means, okay. but I, I I, do. I do know my way around the instrument enough sure. to to get myself in trouble. Yeah, good. That, that's great. That's great. <laughs> so but I, I started on that instrument and uh, and then uh, drifted to the violin uh, shortly thereafter, a few years after the fact at the end of fourth grade. So. All right. wow. In a fourth grade, you got to pick up a violin. Yes. Now, and was that like available in your school or was well, that through private? Well, yeah. So that was a really fortunate environment for me. I, I did have the um the the opportunity to go to a private school because oh. my mom was a teacher there. Sure. Yeah. So you okay. so yep. got, you know, free pass. Yeah. Um, my parents,
0: my, my dad, my parents, my dad grew up in Florida and my uh, grandfather was a photographer and they got to go to like a nice private school in Florida because my grandpa was like, the deal was he was like, look, instead of like, I mean, pay me, but pay me less, and let my kids go to school here. Yes, and like, yes, deal.
1: Yeah, it works out great. Sure, I feel like I lucked it, lucked yeah, it out. Go. So, um, but they actually had a strings program all wow. the way as early as kindergarten. Wow. So they they had kids uh, um, get started then, and that's actually when the seed was planted for me wow. to get started. And it was not for a noble reason. I wish I could say it was, but they the violin kids got to leave class, and the kids that were left over had to do extra homework. Well, that's
0: <laughs> pretty easy choice to
1: me. <laughs> Exactly, so I was like, "Oh man, I need to figure out a way to play this instrument." And uh, anyway, I think my parents were wise to it, so they kept me in school doing my homework. But then uh, <laughs> the, the 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 choice was kind of out of their hands. It's a funny story, actually. Um, I was toward the end of the school year; they were cleaning out the lost and found um, at the school I was in, and a school administrator there knew that I wanted to play an instrument. Oh, nice! Wanted to play the violin, and they had just sent this kid. To the dumpster with a violin that was there. They were just tossing everything and lost and found. Oh, and she saw me go around the car line, and, and she was like, "Wait a second, I think that kid that kid wants to play the violin." And so she had the, them go run back to the dumpster and pull so it you out. You got of the dumpster. a free one. I got a dump a dumpster violin. That was my that was my ticket to a free playing the instrument. Violin. <laughs> <Yes>. Nice. <laughs> so I showed up in the car line, and it I was, it was like, like, "Hey, it like damaged or anything? Yeah. Like it was?" Yeah, it worked. It worked. It's, there you go. Until my brother broke it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh brother. <laughs> That's the uh, the hazard of having two brothers of so. course
0: of course <laughs> yeah so wait so you so you're in elementary school when you got your first violin from the dumpster. Yes. And what did you like, so when did, did did that convince your parents that it was like, come on, like, let's get this kid some lessons. Like what happened then? I
1: had to sell them on it. Yeah. I think, I think that was maybe my early, my early training on, on maybe persuasion and, uh, yes. and working on that. So, but, um, initially they weren't sure if I was totally sold on it. And so finally I I w I'd been playing on my own, trying to teach myself. And then um i and finally they got tired of the squealing that, that well that's kind of what it was but also i told my i had i'd saved ten dollars in my piggy bank and i went to my mom and go. my dad and i was like hey i'm ready to pay for my own violin lessons oh that's <laughs> nice way to go so then at that point they're like okay i think we gotta get this kid some violin nice. lessons and uh kind of the rest is history so that's cool so
0: how man what like and, and you were how old would you say i was nine going on ten? Nine. yeah you right around yeah nine going on ten when you First, like, really, I guess we're headed towards your first lesson, right? Yeah. So yep. you're, like, at home. You're fiddling around with it. No pun literally. intended. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no pun intended. Sorry. <laughs> Hey-oh. Um, um, no pun intended. You're fiddling around with it, like, in your room or your basement or wherever, trying to teach yourself this. And, like, do you, I mean, sorry, this is a long time ago. But, like, yeah. you know, what are you even trying to, like, so I imagine, like, I, I self-taught myself guitar. Yeah. Right. And and I would listen to songs that I would listen to on the radio and then I would have guitar tab and stuff, right? Yeah. Like at the internet we had the internet and everything. But like but how do you, where like when you're just a uh, when you're trying to do violin? Like that must be I mean, I mean, were you like, mm, let me go put on Tchaikovsky Swan Lake? <laughs> I mean, right? Like, no. now, how do you like? How did you kind of even? Are you just are you just literally just like listening and trying to yeah. hear well, what feels you know, okay? Or because
1: like... I had wanted to play for so long, yeah. and I was at a school where they had classes, and my oh, so friends you were took. able
0: to kind of like, okay. so you
1: know, if they were on there at lunch, you know, they would have their instrument or whatever, and I would, you know, like, hey, show me what you did, or how do you do this, and they would show the song that they're playing That's or awesome. something, and so. There was a little bit of that, but it's not that I did it well. But I mean, well, it was enough to get matter. me yeah. going, you know. Well, you so. know, it's, that's great because the communal aspect, absolutely, of music, big deal,
0: right? And of art in general, but especially of music, is so important. And it's when when I was talking with Darren Aldridge like two shows ago, um, who Darren and Brooke are playing this weekend. But you know, he was talking about how when he was growing up, like that mentorship of like, I mean, he played. But then, you know, he lived in he's from an, he's from Cherryville, North Carolina, and it's like a very like bluegrass picking yeah, yeah, like yeah. culture. Yeah. They all meet up on Sundays at XX church or XX yeah. barbecue place yeah. and they just sit around and pick. And they, you know, you just pass around the jam. And yeah, yeah. you know, he said, that's just how I really started to learn a lot. And he's like, I got a lot better when I was younger because I would go on the road and then I'd pick with these guys and I'd pick around with those guys. And so it's like you said too, with that as well, right? You're you're just you're uh, you're around others and you listen to what they do and you try to emulate it and that at least can get you. Sometimes I can get you the spark. Yes. And sometimes I feel like there was a point for me when I was younger where like I played a lot of like acoustic guitar and stuff and could play some, but then I I met I met some people that like really played. Yeah. And spending that time with them, you start to pick up little tricks.
1: Oh yeah. You know what I mean? You start to Pick sure. up tricks
0: of what they do, and you're like,
1: oh. Uno, Show me what you just did there. <laughs> yes, 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 you absolutely. Know? And then
0: you're like, "Oh no wait, Show me again. And then you
1: got it, and you add that trick to like your little repertoire. For sure. Like it's so much fun that way. Yes, it, it was. It, it was amazing experience. I will say also, it the the idea of coming from behind really yeah. um, uh, appealed to my competitive nature. Growing up in household sure, yeah. household three boys, right? And so I was four years behind. You know all my friends, and so when I got started, I was like, "Bring it on! Gotta catch up. Let's go!" And, I like uh, that. and so that was also motivating. But I, you're totally correct. Uh, more um, I, the social component was a, a big deal, and I see that now in our work that we do in our community too. And yeah. and, and and so it, it's just another reason to believe deeply in what we're doing. I have I'm personally invested in that. You yeah. know that that I can speak to it on on my level in my own life, how that impacted me. And it's so incredible to now see that impacting other kids in our community too. And it's just an awesome opportunity that we have uh, to serve our community. Which is like way. a
0: language. Absolutely. You know, like they really do like that whole idea of like musicians jamming together and passing and passing the jam back and forth. And like, you really can have these little conversations. It's neat. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Um, But after we come back, more with Eric Boreff. And um, we're going to play you out real quick on this break from some Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Spring Allegro. Come back after the break.
2: know the scene with Kane Center for the Arts Executive Director Justin Dion on the way from 105.9 100.7 WSIC local starts here know the scene continues here's your host Kane Center for the Arts Executive Director Justin Dion on 105.9 100.7 WSIC
0: hey damn Todayum, um Wop.
2: <laughs>
0: know the Scene, everybody. This is epic. I, n- I need to bring up my lightsaber now. This I is like, like lightsaber fighting music. Yeah. Um, welcome back, everyone. Uh, very classical, okay. Know a classic episode today. Absolutely. We're recording a classic episode of Know the Scene. Not recording. I mean, it's live. You can listen to it later on the recording when you go to your podcast app and uh, just search W... WSIC know the scene and then download and subscribe just smash that subscribe button I like it there you go uh so welcome back everyone having a great conversation here today with Eric Boroff from Corinthian Youth Orchestra um we we didn't get far Eric we got to age 10 um <laughs> so I'm not going to give away your age today but we have a little bit of ways to go
1: we have some so ways.
0: so let's take it from there real quickly so continuing along so little Eric is playing the violin now yeah. and you, you take your lessons. What do you continue? So then do you join the school orchestra yeah. at that point and <clears throat> like continue into like middle school and high school as well? Yeah. Like
1: what? Yeah, absolutely. The, um the, I had a lot, I was very fortunate to have a lot of opportunity and nice. um the first uh, teacher, I ha- <clears throat> excuse me, the first teacher I had, um, it was very short-lived. They moved within a few months of me taking lessons. And then I had a, a short break where I was self-taught. And I joke that the only thing I taught myself was bad habits. Um, that happens <laughs> Exactly. Hey, word to the wise parents, if you're out there listening... It's never a bad investment to get your kid a good teacher. That's right. um, so just keep that in mind. Um, and then I—I I was my next teacher was actually um, a professor at Stanford, and oh, so nice. I spent the next few years breaking bad habits that I had sure. self-taught, and then I was off to the races. And so did they ever bring out the ruler? And uh, well, fortunately, I didn't have to. I didn't have to go that far with it, but I did. I did. My teacher was constantly tired of of working with me and uh, trying to break my habits. She was constantly holding my bow and like trying to help me with that. By the end of a lesson, she was always. Broke out in a sweat. Like <laughs> she was like Eric. I remember one time she just like sat down exasperated and she was like Eric, you have to stop doing this. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> so I was like, okay. I look back on that. I'm like, man. I think I need to write her a note and just say thank you. you should, and I, I'm sorry. Know, I
0: wonder if she knows what you're up to nowadays. You know, that's I have no idea. You know, with like Facebook and stuff now, you should surprised. reach out. Like, like yeah, I believe, like I will hey, still Hey Susan, and how there. you doing? Yeah, I'll still <laughs> here and there see like my teachers, like yeah. that. I like my elementary school teachers or middle school teachers. Like they'll, they'll It'll pop up on my Facebook and maybe they friended me at some point and I didn't yeah. realize they friended me or something. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That's wild. So so did you end up going to like
1: study, continue studying? Yeah. So I, I took lessons from from her and that was awesome. I, I learned so much, was exposed to so much opportunity. I participated in my school orchestra. That nice. was a great opportunity as well. Um, got to be the concert master there, which was awesome. What is that? a concert master? What is it? Uh, the, it's the it's the first chair violinist in most orchestras. Oh, it's, so very I, nice. It, it, it was a, it was a, it was a small pond, and so I, I, I didn't have necessarily a ton Same of competition. San Francisco a small pond. Well, the school I was going to, the, uh, so I didn't necessarily have a ton of competition. So it's not like it was a, a super big deal, but um, it was a fun and it was a growing opportunity for me to have a position of leadership within yeah, the room. And absolutely. That was did you something have to keep like, fighting for it? No, not too much. Cuz
0: like we when I was in band in
1: like high yeah, school like sometimes there was
0: a nice little bit of friendly competition between like yeah. chair 1 and chair 2. Yes, yes. Right? It, it
1: caused a little back and forth a little bit. I know exactly what you're talking about. I didn't have to face most of that, but I did um I did tr- uh, they did need some trumpets in the orchestra one day. You mentioned you play the trumpet. I used to. And uh they um they pulled everyone in the orchestra side. They said, we're going to have everyone try the trumpet. And they pulled me in there and I tried to make a sound on it for like 20 seconds. They were like, nope, back nope, to the violin. <laughs> <of course. laughs> so, so my trumpet career was very short-lived. Um, and so all that to say, I had the opportunity there and, and then I continue to have some leadership opportunities there. Um, actually they had to part ways with their orchestra teacher, um, uh, the high school, mm. And um and they were gonna shut down the program. So I just went to the principal and I said, Hey, I can do this. Let me do it. And um and he to his credit And what
0: and how that yeah, was what year? My ninth grade year.
1: You're a freshman. Yeah. And they let you take over the orchestra program. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So I, I I I don't know what was going on in the principal's mind, yeah. but they let me do it. And uh, so I actually got to work with my school orchestra oh, for cool. the duration of my high school years. And wow. I didn't do it my senior year. Um, just cause I wanted to, you know, be just, well, yeah, 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 exactly. But it was great. And at the same time I was studying composition and that was one of my first loves. And so I was, I was doing that privately. Um, and I was so, gonna say, yeah, so, so wait a minute, sorry, if I can, so, so if you're a ninth
0: grader and the teacher who would normally be like conducting and teaching yeah. the orchestra classes yeah. is now gone you're in ninth grade. How are you continuing your? I mean, if so, sure you're helping with the orchestra, but all of them the, who's that, that teaching? Are you? Yeah, is I anyone teaching studies. classes?
1: Well, okay. So at that point, the orchestra cl- the orchestra class was more so about learning the rep and then performing it. And oh. so it wasn't necessarily like. In most high school rooms, that's what's going on. There's not, a, most of the, um, even now, like most of the educational content happens in the middle school classrooms. Interesting. And then, you know, you learn new ideas through the music that you, the teacher would pick, you know, and so there are moments where you can do that um, at the high school level. Got it. Um, And so that's kind of what was the situation there. But it, it, one of the other opportunities that was really great is um, I was studying, I had been studying composition at the same time before then. And so I actually had the opportunity to write music for the orchestra that I was conducting. And so it was, I got to, they were my guinea pigs in so many ways. Like, and so like some of the things sounded horrible, but I learned so much. Yeah. Well, of course, (laughs) well,
0: you have to, I mean, you know, that's that's, I mean, failure, you got to, failure is part of, you know, as part of getting better, as That's part of right. improvement, right? Not saying you fail, but saying like, oh, you no, have to have, you have, yeah, no, we all have, right? Like we all have to yes, yes. have those experiences to, yeah. to learn and to get better, right? Yeah. So, and, well, but what a cool opportunity for you. It was I mean, like at that age, especially to have that kind of, to have the, what I call the freedom to fail. Absolutely. Because like you have to get, someone has to be willing to even give you the opportunity to fail, yeah, which is hard to get.
1: A lot of times, I, like even the to opportunity this day, to fail. I don't. I don't. I, I give so much credit to the principal of that school that yeah. he would be willing to do that. Obviously, there was a teacher because you room, will grow. But... I'm. I'm
0: convinced. Like you will grow leaps and bounds quicker if you have the opportunity to fail than if someone protects you. Yes, the whole time. Yes. I mean
1: you know what I mean like and we obviously
0: within reason like right we don't I like... see
1: that on a daily basis I, I have a lesson studio I teach I teach kids how to play the violin and what I have found is that especially in the younger ages the more you help them the worse they are sure and so you have to you have to direct them give them instruction and guide them but if you physically do it for them they, they will they will never actually learn how to do it themselves so right. you have to allow them like you were mentioning allow them the opportunity to, to make the horrible sound <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. okay we are We are going to sound like a dying cat and and then we're not. Right. And so, but you have to kind of go through that experience. Um, And so it's been incredible and I'm grateful to have been on the receiving end of that um, in those years. And so it was a lot of fun. I I, I learned a lot and it was a great opportunity for me. And and, and now I use those same, a lot of those same uh, experiences and I draw on them. Um, in working yeah. with the ensembles here. So, do you have
0: opportunities, um, or uh, you know, as you guys are thinking about where Cornish Youth Orchestra is going and programs and strategies, you know, do you have any opportunities that you've thought of or are working on that that give maybe you know one or two shining star students like that opportunity to really, you know, to to stick their neck out and try something, you know what I mean? And, and hey, it could, it could they could fail. Yep. But, but they could also yeah, absolutely, like, absolutely the, knock it out of the park, the, right?
1: One of the fun stories, actually, I have to give uh, credit to a shout out to our uh, brass ensemble's a director, Andrew Farova. He is a horn player in the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra and an instructor at Davidson College. And he d- works with, we're very fortunate to have him work with our brass programs. And uh, we have our junior brass ensemble, which is the first time these kids are playing with other kids. So, like, this is the the new experience for them all. And they, at our Christmas concert, um, he actually had one of the kids, uh, conduct, um, the other kids in the group and, and you know, everyone in the room, I mean, it was a packed house standing room only. It was so much fun and everyone in the room was just cheering the kid on. Like, you know, it was, it was amazing. So we, we like to provide those same opportunities for our kids. We try to also provide mentorship opportunities for our, um, our more senior members, you know, uh, our upperclassmen to where they can work with some of the younger kids. Increasingly, our organization now has worked, um, has grown in its capacity to serve um, in the demographic that we serve. And so instead of just simply serving middle school and high school, now we're serving younger kids as well. Yeah, And that actually has opened up this opportunity for our upperclassmen to now really mentor and, and work with some of these younger kids. Now, um, the concert master of our orchestra, Jacob Pecoraro, he actually works with some of the beginning string students um, before and after rehearsals oh, and nice. coaches them in a one-on-one basis. And and so it's been awesome to uh, kind of reciprocate some of those opportunities yeah. to other kids and now kind of pass that along. And uh, it's been really great to see the kids respond well and the families respond well to it. Yeah,
0: man, I always think that's something that's like so cool to be able to find ourselves you know, when we were talking earlier about like a lot of the great kind of arts professionals in our area right now, I I don't believe you, Bill. Um, <laughs> we always, I feel like we all, you know, I hope that we all get those opportunities to give someone or a kid or a family or a person, you know, those special moments that we know that we got to have. Yes. You know, and to be in that position to be able to do that is one of probably the The most rewarding things, right? Absolutely. It has to be. So, all right, sorry. We're going to leave uh, this segment on that. We're going to come back. And next segment, we're going to talk all about Corning Issues Orchestra, all about what it does, who it does it for, how to get your kid involved, what they're working on. Come back, know the scene.
2: More Know the Scene with Kane Center for the Arts Executive Director Justin Dion is coming up on 1059 100.7 WSIC. It's Know the Scene with Kane Center for the Arts Executive Director Justin Dion on 1059 100.7 WSIC.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's Know the Scene. Justin Dion here. Know the Scene again—the uh, your local show here on WSIC to find out all about um, the arts and culture and other things that make up make up the scene here in Lake Norman. Uh, all the things that make up a cultural scene. So we're here today with continuing with Eric Boroff, uh, the executive director of Cornelius Youth Orchestra, which we just started to touch into. During um, the break, we talked a little bit about where Eric's Eric's roots in and getting excited about violin at a young age and then continuing violin. We didn't, we're going to hold on talking about the other pieces because I want to make sure we really spend this segment talking about Cornelius Youth Orchestra. So, so Eric, so let's, let's jump right into Cornelius Youth Orchestra. Tell us what is like the history of Cornelius Youth Orchestra. I mean, I know earlier at the beginning we said they started in... 06, yeah. So was it a full, <laughs> like, how, do you, do you know the, the story of like, how did, how did Cornelius Youth Orchestra
1: even come to be? Well, I do know that it was a partnership between Ed, Claire, Cedeno, and also Bill and Annette Harriton, and they were our founders in 06. That's Um, awesome. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting all of them. Um, but I did meet Bill and Annette, and I did work with them. That's wonderful. Um, at, whenever we transitioned in, and uh, so I'm not as well versed with what happened before I w- was was around. Sure. Um, but I do know that um, for with ten plus years, um, they served the community and provided this opportunity for kids. Wow. And, and primarily, it was a single orchestra performing ensemble. They did um, have a a couple auxiliary groups um, uh, through time uh, for a few years, but primarily just one ensemble and. Uh, uh, and it was a good time uh, from all I all I hear, but I'm just not very familiar with that. But I will say uh, ever since uh, 2019, since we stepped in and pretty much actually since COVID, we had to press the reset button, We sure. <laughs> decided not to do Zoom orchestra. And um, and so we uh, we came out of COVID with 25 kids and we weren't sure, you know, how that was going to be coming, coming out of COVID and being able to maybe put together an orchestra again. And, you know, people moved out of the area, you right. know, you lose some retention, people graduate, they move on. And, uh, by the next year we had 62 kids wow. and then this year we're pushing 150. So, wow. yeah, so we're, we're on a pretty crazy growth trajectory and our, our team is working all hours of the day to keep up with it. And, uh, and so we're, but we're thrilled that we get to see, see and fill a need, um, in the community that clearly is, uh, is there and there's yeah. a lot of interest in. That's fantastic. Congratulations on that. Just like absolute,
0: you know, Scott, I mean, exponential, service growth right so so okay so excuse me so you're called the cornelius youth orchestra but i imagine that you do not just service and serve cornelius youth this is true so tell us where where would you say you know uh, the are you do you consider your organization's mission to be mostly like lake norman region focused I mean, do you, how, do you go farther
1: than that? Do you, what, which kind of your goals as far as that? We have been surprised and shocked by the far reaches of our community that kids and families have found us in and, um, and found us from, I should say. Um, we have, uh, students in over six different counties, um, nice. in the area, um, all the way to Gaston County. Wow. Um, and then we have kids all the way they to drive
0: all the way up. Yeah
1: wow yeah and then um all the way kids all the way to statesville you know so well into Iredell. Oh, and that's awesome um, so but our, primarily our service region is is sure. the lake norman area and so that's pretty much where we see in the area we serve um we're pretty much the youth orchestra of lake norman that's and so awesome. we're we're excited about that and, and it's been incredible to see the reception the um there really isn't another organization um in the area that is serving our area in that way the lake norman region yeah like um, the youth and the youth orchestra type stuff that's awesome
0: exactly so what so and 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 help me run through um all right let's start with ages all right how i know you mentioned earlier wanting to start to open up to more young young kids like elementary school age so as of right now like as of today we're on the radio today what are the age ranges if someone's listening that that
1: they could reach out to you about four to twenty Four to 20, ages four to 20. Yes, so four to um, age four to about six or seven until about third grade. Um, we have the strings program that is accessible to to that age group. Um, and then we open up all of the other programs and the other beginner level classes for the other instruments at the third and fourth grade level. Got it. So some kids probably wouldn't quite be ready. Most kids probably wouldn't be quite ready to start, you know, playing some of those other instruments at that younger age. And at the moment, at, we've seen so much growth. We have just capacity to work with um, and, yeah. and manage. And so... What we're saying is, you know, we're going to have those third graders rising, fourth graders and start serving those uh, just writ large, you know, with all of the different classes that we have. And are these all one on like so if so if someone's got a young, a younger kid um, child and
0: they want and they, you know, hey, I've, I've, I'd love for my four year old or five year old to take a shot at trying to learn strings. Right. Are they coming to a a group oriented class right now? Are they coming to a private one on one class?
1: What kind of what, what? I mean, both. What's your what's the direction? the the Our organization is primarily focused, and ex, I should say, exclusively focused on group. Ensemble Great. Um, classes, Love that. Okay. and so we, um, the way we look at it, is we rely on all of the other uh, teachers and studios and variety of um, uh, partners in our community that can do all of the individual one-on-one stuff. Love that. That's not our lane. Our lane is providing the group and social aspect oh, of, of learning, and so, so we, they're going to learn with with other kids. Other their kids, age. yes, exactly. And That's so, great. so the for the strings, they they there's a good a chunk of kids in the, in those classes, and then for our brass classes and, and woodwinds classes and et cetera. Um, there again, we are happy with the kids that we have, and we're looking to radically increase the enrollment in those groups. Our our, our growth that we've seen this year has primarily happened in our performing ensembles, which is our more, our upper level ensembles. Uh-huh. Um, but as we're as we're moving into this coming year, we've actually started um, a new initiative, uh, the Musical Pathways Initiative. And that is basically our um, flagship program as we pivot and as we approach um, the elementary age students and provide them with this opportunity to access to, to music education. Uh-huh. The school systems locally primarily do not provide instrument specific music education um, for students within school. And so what we're trying to do is fill that need and start kids younger. Other states do. North Carolina is not. To so tell me what you mean by instrument specific. Um, so, for example, if you sign up and you if you say my kid wants to play the trumpet, there is a trumpet class that he can go to. And uh, Alex Wilborn, the principal trumpet of the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra, is his teacher is that on day the one. Trumpet group. Yes. Yes. Wow,
0: so it's, so it's specific by instrument. That's correct. Guys see what you mean. Okay, yes. by sister, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. So if you, if you, whereas like in elementary school right now, in general, like Mecklenburg schools, like got you've got music class, and, but yeah, or yeah. yes, and, like and those are not th- even until like third or fourth, third grade. or fourth grade, right? Exactly. Like you're not actually even. You, exactly. they may have a class piano that maybe the kids get a chance to like sure. plunk
1: on or something. Sure, Which and we're so thankful for all of our community elementary musical teachers. We're partnering with, with them on this. Right. They do such an incredible job. It's just a matter of resources. And right. of so, course, and so always. That's, like, that's- I'm what, not knocking the schools at all, man. They, absolutely. That's the what they got. Absolutely. And so, but uh, we have so much more flexibility to yeah. work outside the school system. We don't have the bureaucratic red tape. Right. W- one of the things I pride, um, that we pride our, our organization on is, is our, um, our dexterity. If we see a need, we can fill it. The answer is yes. And so essentially this is a need and we can fill it. And our goal is to create a pipeline from age, you know, third grade and maybe even younger for some instruments all the way to college. And if we could start them at a younger age and give them access to world-class instructors and on day one, that's who you're learning from, then just imagine what's going to happen in 10th, 11th grade, where our output is going to be and the impact we're going to have there. Yes. So what about, you know, a kid comes
0: in, cause you know, a little kid especially, right? Yeah. They're going to try, they may want to try several instruments. Yeah. Right. So, so a parent comes to you and he goes, I want my kid to try strings. And then the kid does strings class. So maybe the kid after a month or two or whatever strings class is like, oh, I really want to try a different instrument. Is that how do you, is that hard? Is that, is that not looked well upon
1: or, you know, how do you this that? This is one of the, the best features in my opinion of our programming The way we've designed it and it takes a little bit of explaining to do, but we're sticking by it. The way we've designed it is we charge one tuition um, and we have scholarships available. We don't turn anyone away. So if tuition is an obstacle, we just take people. So don't let money be something that stops you. But we have one enrollment that uh, a student is enrolled within the entire organization. Once they are enrolled in the organization, they can participate in as many or as little classes as they would like to at no additional cost. So we have students who are in the trumpet class and also who are in the strings class, excuse me, trombone class, and then also in the strings class. We have and you students, just
0: have collections of instruments for them to use when they come to class. Absolutely,
1: yes. So, so it's we, not
0: like when I was growing up and you had to buy my, like we had to buy my trumpet well, and my parents uh, were like, you're never missing instruments,
1: we bought this trumpet. Exactly. So that is that is an obstacle that we're working to solve. So we, we haven't up to this point provided instruments because we haven't had the the ability to warehouse these instruments yeah, yeah, where keep stuff. them. exactly, and so uh, up to this point we've asked kids and helped facilitate them uh, achieving their instruments. But at, right now we're actually accepting donations so that we can provide nice. those instruments for kids. So and pull so the, we're pivoting. Pull that violin out of the dumpster. Absolutely, um, pull it out of the dumpster. Let another kid have an opportunity. Who knows? Are, they might lead an orchestra one day. That's right. We
0: are running short on time, Yeah, um, but I want to make sure we talk about a few big things coming up. So real quickly, this weekend you have a performance. We have a
1: concert, Mount Zion United Methodist Church in Cornelius. Come see us. It's free. Bring your friends and family. What time? 6.30 on
0: Saturday.
1: 6.30 Saturday night. Come bring people to
0: Mount Zion United Methodist Church right there downtown Cornelius. Watch the Cornelius um, Youth Cornelius Youth Orchestra and then come and see Darren and Brooke. Um, then uh, we have you have a great program you're having called Instrument Discovery Days that you're going to be hosting at Kane Center. Yes, once a month, um, February 24th, March 23rd, and April 27th. Now that means folks can come to the Kane Center lobby. At ten, anytime between what, ten a.m. and twelve p.m. Uh, ten a.m. and, and eleven thirty is what Which we're, we're aiming for. Ten a.m. For. <laughs> and eleven thirty on those days. Come to Kansas lobby, and what do they get to do?
1: This is an awesome opportunity. Parents, do not miss this. This is an opportunity for your kids to try every single instrument in the orchestra, and guided by our uh, world class faculty. And uh, there's going to be prizes and everything for the kids to participate in as well. But they want to get, they can get try the violin, the trombone, the trumpet, the flute, the clarinet, all of the above. There'll be tables of instruments. Yes, and they, and they just try, try it yes and if you try them all you get a prize
0: all right all right well man we are out of time unfortunately we'll have to have eric back soon um cornelius youth orchestra what's the website cornelius youth look us up on socials at cornelius youth orchestras all right there you go thank you so much for coming today eric thank everyone you me. have a great day we'll see you next week on know the scene
2: The new 105.9, 100.7 WSIC, Statesville, W290DK, Mooresville, Lake
0: Norman, North Charlotte.